Welcome back to The Square. I am your host, Curtis V. Uh, it's just me today uh, in, in studio uh, recording today. Unfortunately, Curtis IV is on the road um, and he wasn't able to make it in. There's some scheduling conflicts. That's why this is going out just a little bit late. Um, it's been kind of a crazy week, so just bear with us here. Um, but today... Uh, we are going to dive into the NBA Finals. It's here. It feels like it's been forever with COVID, last year's uh, NBA playoffs, and then everything going on with COVID. And then you just ended up uh, with, with kind of an accelerated schedule and whatnot. But it's finally here. The NBA Finals, Phoenix versus Milwaukee. Uh, game one has already passed. Today is actually July 8th. Um, so we have game two tonight. Um, but we're going to kind of recap everything quickly, what happened in the conference finals. Uh, we're going to discuss game one uh, briefly and then kind of look ahead at, at the rest of this series and, and how things might shake out. Um, now, let's just go ahead and dive right in. Let's start with the conference finals here. Uh, let's start with the east side of things. Milwaukee beats Atlanta, and they did it without Giannis uh, to, to wrap things up. So I did think that was pretty impressive. Uh, they still had a a game plan, a scheme that was able to kind of attack uh, Atlanta's offense w without uh, Giannis on the floor. Um, man, Milwaukee, they, they showed up. Bobby Portis and, and Brooke Lopez, when Giannis went down, showed up, and, and they really made sure that they, they kind of kept their foot on the pedal, uh, kind of kept their foot on the necks of Atlanta as they put them on the ropes and then finished things out um, e even after uh, Giannis goes down there. Um, now, it is kind of surprising that Giannis did come back for game one, and we'll discuss that in a little bit here. But uh, let's kind of focus on Atlanta here. Um, first things first, Atlanta ended up, after all of this was said and done, I think it was uh, actually on Tuesday, uh, they ended up hiring uh, Nate McMillan full-time. He got a four-year contract extension, so uh, congrats to Nate McMillan there. Uh, I think that uh, he's well-deserved. He should have been uh, named the, the full-time head coach uh, well before uh the end of that series uh but i guess i mean maybe that's a rule in the nba i'm not totally sure about that but for atlanta now that you've locked in your your uh your head coach uh for the foreseeable future man don't they need to build around trey young quite a bit more i know uh i think it's deandre hunter he's coming back and hopefully he can be that uh robin to trey young's batman but i still think even outside of that role player wise they need to kind of finish filling out the roster make sure that they hone in on everything and just wrap it up here because uh th this is an atlanta team that i really think can they can hold their own uh w with this uh with this eastern conference right now um this is a young team a very exciting team um them dallas uh, these younger teams that are uh, right now kind of popping up in the nba i'm really excited to see th this offseason how they kind of respond in atlanta I think building around Trey Young as that superstar, uh, they 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 can go pretty far uh, if they just kind of hone in on on the talent that they already have on their roster and 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 the stars that they already have on their roster. Um, but they they had a fantastic season. Sad that it had to come to an end the way that it did. Uh, but hey, that's uh, the way things played out here. Milwaukee, congrats to them. Uh, but they've got a tough road ahead here versus Phoenix. Um. Let's jump over to the west side of things quickly here. Uh, Phoenix, man, they kind of slammed the door on the Clippers. Uh, they they played uh, fantastic uh, towards the end of that series. I know they dropped a game in, in, in game five there. They could have uh, wrapped things up uh, up against the, the Clippers there, but 
they responded game six. Um, and man, CP3 is is that dude. He was not going to <laughs> to end up not make making it to the NBA Finals, being this close uh, without Kawhi on the floor. Man, that 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 Phoenix team really kind of shut the door, slammed the door on on LA Clippers and and, and their chances of, of going to the finals here for the first time. But I, I think it was a success for the Clippers franchise, uh, even though they didn't reach the heights that they wanted to. Um, I mean, without Kawhi, you guys ended up making it to the the conference finals uh, of the West there, which is a very tough tough side of the nba to be playing in right now i mean you got the clippers the suns utah the lakers uh dallas i mean they that's a treacherous road denver it's just tough out there in the west i mean you got six seven maybe eight teams deep that can that that are really really talented teams that are all uh nba finals champion caliber type teams Uh, just kind of the way these series kind of fall out um so and for them to do what they did, PG-13, he showed up. I mean, he tried his best. It's just those others weren't able to to finish things out uh, without Kawhi being there on the floor. So um, congrats to the, to the Clippers for where they're at now. they got to build more. Uh, I, but my question coming out of the Western Conference Finals was really, is this the end of the Clippers as we know it? Um, just being that you, we have the reports of Kawhi Leonard being frustrated with the Clippers medical staff. Um, you've got the situation with uh, just them not reaching the heights that they wanted to. Ty Lue coming in and he, and he kind of shows out and, and really took this team to a new height without Doc Rivers. Um, so just... Is, are they going to be what? What does their off season kind of look like? Is, is really what my question is here uh, with this um, with this roster? Because does Kawhi Leonard opt back in? I know PG thirteen is kind of locked up for right now. Paul George is, um, so he's definitely going to be there next year. But what what is the outlook look for Kawhi Leonard? Uh, is, is he going to come back healthy? How long is his recovery timeline? There's so many questions with this Clippers roster. Uh, that are going to go unanswered until we, we hit the offseason here. I mean, I don't even know when free agency technically is supposed to start. Um, are we going to start at the regular time next year? Um, is it going to be another shortened offseason? Just, again, so many questions uh, coming out of, of the, the Western Conference Finals as uh, Phoenix moved along there. Um, but I think, again, congrats to the L.A. Clippers for making it where they did. Uh, props to them. Uh, but, man... Phoenix is a force, and and I am happy to see them in the NBA Finals. It's just talking to Curtis Four about this uh, not too long ago. It's just refreshing to see a, a team like Phoenix in the NBA Finals. This is not it, this is the most fun I've had watching NBA basketball with watching this Phoenix team just because of the way that they play basketball. They they play as a team. They play as one. They actually run plays. They they make sure that they're finding the open guy. They're unselfish uh, as unselfish can be. Uh, they move the ball around so nicely, so efficiently, so effectively, and it's just really fun uh, to to watch this team come out there and play basketball. And I'm really hoping to watch them win this NBA Finals because man, th- this team is just that good. I, and and I think team oriented basketball still does work in the NBA. And I think the Phoenix Suns really embody that. And that's really why I want to see them win this because I want 
the NBA to go back to a style of playing team first basketball where it's not just about two dudes at the top of the roster and a bunch of others just trying to get get their footing in the NBA and then hopefully two years down the line get a bag because they, they, they rode the coattails of a LeBron or a Steph Curry or whoever it may have been, Kevin Durant, a Kawhi Leonard. Um, I, I'm just hoping to see that more teams decide to really build their team inside out and just become a full roster whether you're a part of the starting five you're coming off the bench you're the sixth man you play your role and you you play your role to the best of your ability and however things shake out however things shake out and and that's what team basketball is all about it's not about your numbers and and who's going to get theirs on any given night it's hey you got the hot hand we're going to feed you because you're going to be the reason why we win tonight um, and that's the way that Phoenix plays. And it's just so much fun to watch because any given moment, you're going to see big plays every single game from this team because they don't care who's making the play. They just care that they win basketball. And, and it's just it's a fantastic it, it's poetry in motion. And, and it's just fantastic to watch. So um, I, I, I'm all in on Phoenix. I, I love the way that they play basketball right now. Um, but Enough of that soliloquy. Uh, well, let's talk NBA Finals finally. I know I kind of rambled on a little bit about the conference finals, but let, let's talk about, about the finals because Milwaukee versus Phoenix, a team that hasn't been to the NBA Finals since 1974 in the Milwaukee Bucks, and the last time that they won it was 1971. And then you got the Phoenix Suns. Last time they've been here is 1993, uh, and where they lost uh, to, to the Bulls in they haven't won it. Um, so this is their first opportunity uh, of cracking that apple. Um, so game one took place on Tuesday, two nights ago. Uh, like I said, game two is tonight. Um, but, man, Phoenix looks so damn good in game one. Uh, just They played fantastic basketball uh, inside out. They did not care what the situation was. They were just going to play sound and solid basketball. DeAndre Ayton had a huge night. Just across the board, this team was phenomenal. They won 118 to 105. Um, and just kind of taking a look at the stat line here from Milwaukee, uh, let's start with Chris Paul. He was 32, 4, and 9. He was just everywhere on the court, 37 minutes played, tweaked his ankle on a shot in the second half, uh, again, where kind of Brooke Lopez comes up and lands in his space. Um, and gets a flagrant foul for it. So we're hoping that CP3 can stay healthy. I mean, that just kind of been the everybody's finger crossed uh, every single time they saw uh, CP3 take a, a ding or fall to the floor just because, man, it, his injuries in the playoffs and in the postseason have been horrendous and, and not being able to see him play. Being able to see him play this deep into the season has been fantastic this year. Um, Devin Booker, though, 27, 6, and Three with three stills, he had two rebounds himself. I mean, man, across the board, these guys were were playing phenomenal. I mean, Devin Booker didn't even look to have a good game on the floor. He was eight for twenty one, but he was ten for ten from the free throw line, one for eight from three. He was just phenomenal. I mean, he he ended up playing, scoring well, uh, but then assisting and playmaking so well. Uh, he was basically a decoy. Uh, in the second half, but he he just played 42 minutes of fantastic basketball, and then you got the dude DeAndre Ayton. This man is insane. 22 and 19. Uh, he even had a steal in this game and only had three fouls. I think that's that's the biggest stat for him playing down low the way that he did. 
uh, to only come out with three fouls. That that was I think that's a huge stat line there because that that that's insane uh, to to play that that. To play down low in the in the finals in, of the NBA, uh, and and then only have three fouls is it's phenomenal. Uh, when you have Giannis and PJ Tucker and Brooke Lopez and and Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday all attacking the paint, for you to only have three fouls, you you, you played a fantastic game. Uh, Jay Crowder only had one point on the night. Uh, he he's definitely got to be better, but he did have nine rebounds. Uh, he had a block. Uh, so, but man, he's got to be way more efficient on the uh, offensive end. Over uh, eight from the fields, over five from the three-point line. Just that—that that can't happen. Uh, so, in spite of that, they still won this game, and that—that's insane. Uh, Mikel Bridges, uh, he was fourteen-one and one with a steal as well. So, uh, kind of all over the place. But man, Mikel Bridges just. Across the board, this entire team has played really good uh, basketball. Unfortunately, Dario Saric did get injured in this game. It does look like he has a torn ACL, so he's going to be out indefinitely, which to me means he's not making it back. I mean, torn ACL. I don't think there's any way he makes it back on the floor uh, for this um, for this finals run here. Uh, but Cam Johnson uh, off the bench had an insane game. Uh, he had ten points, uh, three assists, three or sorry, two assists, three rebounds, two steals. Uh, he came up in big spots uh, in, in game one for sure. Cameron Payne off the bench, also 10 points, a rebound, and a steal. No assists, though. Uh, so hopefully campaign can become a little bit more of a spark plug spark plug off the bench a little bit um, and, and give uh, Book and uh, CP3 a little bit of rest in game two for sure. Um, and then Torrey Craig had a 2-3 and 0 night, so... Uh, Going to need some more efficiency there. I know going into game two, we're going to be seeing a little bit more Frank Kaminsky, Frank the Tank coming off the bench. Uh, but the rest of these guys, uh, Aldo Nadar, uh, he definitely as well, probably is going to get some play PT as well. So, um, yeah, I think that kind of moving forward outside of game one, moving forward into the uh, into game two and the, into the rest of this series here, um, I'm going to come off right off the bat. I, I think Phoenix wins this in six. Um, and I think C- C- uh, C4 has that as well, uh, for sure. Um, it definitely has Phoenix. I don't know in, in what timeline. I think it's six. Uh, but if Phoenix is playing the way that they did in game one um, and they can kind of supplement uh, some better play off the bench a little bit, this could even go to only game five. I mean, this this is a team that they're playing so solid right now that – it doesn't look like there's any way Milwaukee can stop this team um, with Giannis being injured from is what I'm saying. Giannis's injury here is going to stop them. Uh, but I, that's not to say that Phoenix wouldn't win without Giannis uh, or with Giannis being a hundred percent. I still think with the way that they play team basketball, that they definitely would win this series um, probably in seven though. Uh, but Giannis is not going to be able to and just their their front court is not going to be able to stop uh DeAndre Ayton it doesn't look like and if DeAndre Ayton is grabbing rebounds the way that he did in game 1 you can write it right off right off Milwaukee they, there's just no way that they can compete um and I don't think PJ Tucker is going to be able to step up anymore uh I mean Brooke Lopez had a solid night um, Chris Middleton, 
he had 30 points or 29 anyway. <sighs> I'm just looking at it. I, I don't see who's going to be the guy who's going to stop CP3 and um and Devin Booker. Um, and then you also have to contend with DeAndre Ayton. Uh, Giannis is going to get healthier uh, throughout this series, um, and, and it's only going to become harder for DeAndre Ayton. But then you've got uh, – I'm not expecting Jay Crowder to have an 0 for 8 and 0 for 5 night from 3 uh, and only score one point. Uh, I just don't see that happening again. Um, I don't see him not grabbing a single offensive rebound again. Um, I don't see him not getting a single assist again uh, this series. So – I think that Milwaukee's in a world of trouble right now. Uh, and I, I'm just taking a look at my notes right here. Milwaukee, I have two main issues with Milwaukee and, and the reason why I don't think that they can win. And I'll just run through them really quickly, and I'm going to open this up for discussion down in the comments below. Um, Milwaukee, first off, in game one, what was the game plan for CP3? You put Jay, uh, Drew Holiday on him, and he just was getting worked and cooked all night long against uh, Chris Paul. Um, so I mean, their 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 plan to stop or kind of middle uh, CP three uh, is kind of non-existent at this point. Um, it's pedestrian at best, um, and then Milwaukee. Also defensively, as a team, I don't understand their switching habits. Uh, when they get caught in the pick and roll, and whoever is setting the, the, the screen is about to pop out, or whatever the case may be, when they set up a switch, they are they, they literally go into okay, we have to switch now and, and get back into this one-on-one ISO game uh, immediately. Um, they, 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 they switch way too easily is what I'm trying to say here because you'll have a situation where P.J. Tucker is guarding CP3 and you've got Giannis on whoever, it doesn't matter who it is, and you make a switch where now P.J. Tucker is getting worked on by DeAndre Ayton. And it's like, what are you doing? And and why is PJ Tucker even guarding CP3 in the first place? Drew Holiday gets switched off on, uh, and now he's guarding a dude like Mikel Bridges. Like it just doesn't make sense on why they make the switches that they do, especially because they're they're switching so deep. They 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 run down uh, behind the screen instead of just straight up fighting through it or just making cutting that off short and and I don't know why they they switch the way that they do it, it's just illogical um they get caught into a situation uh, and and maybe that's a testament to Phoenix uh and the way that they force the switches I don't know uh you know CP3 is kind of a savant of the game but man it just seems like Milwaukee every single time they get caught in the situation where there may need to be a switch they immediately are just screw it, let's switch and just just cause and, and then they get caught in a mismatch and 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 CP three goes to work and, and Devin Booker hits a three and, and DeAndre Ayton gets a easy, easy two down low on the paint. It's just I I have an issue with Mike Budenholzer and his kind of defensive scheme right now and, and his coaching as it stands right now. I've had an issue with it all all 
playoffs uh, right now. It, with but man, I just really have an issue with it in the finals at this point. This is on a, a national stage. Everybody is watching this happen, and it's making Milwaukee look like such a bad team. They play sloppy basketball. And you can play sloppy basketball at times. I mean, it's kind of the nature of the NBA at times. Uh, but at the end of the day, you, you can't do that 30 40% of the time and expect to win, win a championship. Not against a team like Phoenix. Phoenix is too good of a team to, to play as sloppy as they do. Um, so I was actually kind of surprised that the score ended up being so close because at the time they were up by like 20, almost 30 points uh, at a certain point in the fourth quarter. So uh, for them to get back in, I guess that's a testament to Milwaukee there. But, man, I think Phoenix is definitely on, on a crash course to to an NBA championship right now. Uh, CP3 is going to get his first one here in, uh, from his 16-year career. Uh, so, uh uh, hopefully uh, at the end of the next week, week and a half, I'll be saying congrats to him. And, man, Devin Booker, he's kind of shown up this year. Um, and, and that's going to be unfortunate for Giannis uh, in, in the situation that he's in. But, man, they, they honestly shouldn't have made it past Brooklyn if they didn't get injured. Uh, but I will say this to wrap things up. To anybody that's going to try to discredit Phoenix uh, if if and when they do uh, win this uh, finals and say that, this is, or even if Milwaukee wins and they say, try to say that this isn't a legitimate championship, man, I, I'm kind of over all this talk about, oh, well, this guy was injured and this team wasn't this and, 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 and they weren't 100% healthy here or there or wherever. <sighs> Get over it. I'm sorry. Let's be adults here. At the end of the day, injuries are a part of the game. It happens, but it doesn't take away from the fact and, and the, and the difficulty uh, of winning an NBA championship. They, they, I mean, for Phoenix, they, they've had their woes. They, I mean, CP three started this series getting injured and, and missing two games and then coming back and having to fight through that injury to beat the, the, the Lakers. Uh, yes, the Lakers lost AD for a game. Uh, and I, I think they actually missed CP three missed more times than, uh, than, than, Anthony Davis did um and then round two they try to say that uh Denver didn't have Jamal Murray Denver didn't have Jamal Murray all year and they still ended up as a three seed so that that makes no sense it's across the board let's stop saying that there's going to be an asterisk next to this because at the end of the day 10 15 years down the line no this is going to be one of the greatest finals runs. Uh, this is going to be one that everybody kind of goes back and I think looks at and being like, wow, that Phoenix team was insanely good. Uh, so because they truly are. They, they, let's not try to uh, discredit them just to say that things might have been different if Brooklyn was fully healthy. Um, so, yes, things might have been differently, but it, it's not how it is right now. So. That's all I have for today's episode, guys. I do apologize. This is a shorter episode for you, uh, but let me know what you guys think about the the finals down below. I've got, like I said, Phoenix in six, uh, but let me know what you think. Let me know if you think I'm crazy about the the, the asterisks that might be placed uh, on, on this finals if Phoenix or Milwaukee wins it. Um, and let me know what you think about Atlanta and, and the Clippers down below as well. Um, thank you guys for listening, and I'll catch you guys in the next one.